Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. This is Trent, I'm here with Alan, and uh, we do what we do because we care about your ministry. We want you to last a long time. We want your church to last a long time. That's why we call this the Enduring Churches podcast. So, so Alan, um, what are we gonna be talking about today? How can we help some other folks? Well, I guess I have a story. Uh, one of my one of my favorite songs over the last few years was a song Mercy Me wrote called "Dear Younger Me," and I I I love that I love that song, and I love the idea of you know if I could go back and change some of it, would I? But then on the other side, if I didn't experience that, would I be the person that I am today? So uh, I love that I I love that kind of give and take on on all of that. But I think there's always something to learn as we look back on our lives to kind of see who we are, where we've been and what we're doing that is extremely important for us to understand. And so, you know, we, we got some statements today that these were some things um, that you're going to interact with me with some of the things I'd like to tell myself. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I know these are some of the same things that and in our conversations, you'd like to kind of go back and maybe say to yourself as well. Oh, and absolutely. So, so I think uh, we can have some fun talking, talking about those things. And it really started, um, it started with the first one, which I think is a great tag for what we talked about last week, because last week we were talking about what happens when you have a critical spirit. And so mm, yeah. uh, anyway, well, and I love that song, Dear Younger Me. I, we'll have to put a link to that song on YouTube or something on our notes, but that's, that's a great song. And, and so the, the very first statement that you have on our note here today is that I'm not the Holy Spirit. Um, it's like, really? You're kidding. I'm not. But boy, did I think I was. Oh, man. Yeah, I've got my junior Holy Spirit badge on, and I'm going to tell you how it is, you know. Yeah, I I so much wanted when I was a when I was a young pastor, I just wanted to tell everyone everything they should believe, and I kind of felt it was my place to tell her, you know, what everyone should do, and and all that kind of stuff, and it just wasn't right. I was critical of everything. There were times I was preaching mad and preaching angry instead of uh, preaching the truth of the gospel, and. Man, I wish I could go back and not try to be the Holy Spirit for people. Yeah. Well, and, you know, think through those fruits of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'm singing the song in my head. Anyway, <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is attractional. And when we're critical, a critical spirit, boy, that is not attractional. That is pushing people away. And so, yeah, I think this is really important that we remind ourselves and we could wish we could say to especially younger pastors, if you're listening to this, um, be that that gracious person. Um, Alan was mentioning a gentleman that he met um, not too long ago that he was just impressed that he was a very gracious person, easy to visit with. And, and we want to be like that. So I like that. I am not the Holy Spirit. Trent Young needs to hear that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the second one, Trent, take the high road. Hmm. Boy, I like See? to get I like to get into every 
every circumstance when I was first starting out. Mm. And so when you say that, yeah, I have this mental picture of what I'm thinking, but tell me, what do you, what do you mean? Um, arguments or what, what all are you well, talking yeah, about? Yeah, you know, I, I think I've always liked a good argument, especially if it could get emotional or something. And uh, the competitive side of me, I'd like to win the argument. <laughs> okay. And I think there are times to just take take the high road. And one of the reasons that came back to my mind is a, a friend was telling me about a young pastor who had been wanting to do something in their church for a long time, had talked with leaders about that. And, and they said, they just said, no, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. They had a business meeting and a church member brings up that very idea. Maybe we should do this. And the church goes, man, that's a great idea. And the pastor, instead of taking that as a win, got mad Mm -hmm. and went off. And, uh, Instead, and he took he took a victory and turned it into a loss. And you know, I wonder how many times I I snatched I snatched a victory and put it in the loss column um, because mm-hmm. I didn't take the high road. It doesn't have to be my idea. If it's the right thing, it's the right thing. And you know, I wish I had learned that earlier. You know, but I'm, I look, we've all done it. Oh yeah. I just wish I, I could go back and tell myself, you don't have to win every argument. You don't have to win every fight. In fact, sometimes it's good to lose one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to get good experience of this, become a teenager parent. A parent <laughs> of teenagers. Because it's, a, it's crazy. You can say one thing to them and they won't listen to you and they'll roll their eyes. But somebody else that they, in your church, we had an amazing uh, music minister and a church in, in Yuma. And uh, he would say the same things that we said to our kids. And they were like, oh, that's so good. And they'd want to do it right away. And I'm like, I just said that. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I think this is important. Yeah. Take yeah. Don't take the low road. Take, <laughs> yeah. take the high road. And the high road is the less traveled, traveled road. But I just, I just feel like there's a lot of, um, pastors out there who still have this sense of obligation that I have to win every argument. I have to jump into every fight. And really there's a lot of fights that you fight that you, if you look back on it, there was no fight to be had really. It was, is it goes back to our old idea, the coyote principle. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you hear someone and you hear someone making a lot of noise and you think that's the whole church. And as soon as you jump into it, you took the low road and, you could have taken a high road approach. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And there's, it shows, and we talked about this last week, our critical nature, critical spirit, and we love to get into that. So the next thing you have on your list, uh, Alan, uh, if you could say to your younger yourself, um, talk about discernment and in, in people asking you to do things, I think is what I'm, I'm figuring this out to be. What do you think? Yeah, I think I'd just like to, to be a little more meticulous in, in what is it I'm going to give my time to and what I'm not going to give my time to. Hmm. You know, I, I, I tended to, I've always kind of been a people pleaser. So I'd say yes to everything. And there were some things I probably should have said no to. 
And then there's some other things that I didn't do because I didn't have time to do that I wish I had said yes to. And, you know, I think we, we kind of all look back and think, man, what has been my criteria? I don't think I ever thought that I needed a criteria for what I could say yes to and what I should say no to. Hmm. Well, lots of times we don't pray about it either. I mean, honestly, we just just jump off and, and say yeah to some things that we haven't even thought about what it's going to require of us. Um, and I, I don't know about you, Alan, but I know from myself, I have been in burnout, you know, a couple of times in, in my ministry life and uh, just wanted to walk away from it all. And uh, a lot of that was because I had said yes to too many of the wrong things. And not only did it affect me, but I think it affected my family. Um, we've also talked about, I've, I think I've told the story that I, there for so many years, I didn't use up all my vacation days. Um, you know, I was a workaholic in ministry and it's not healthy for me or my family. Yeah, it's one of those things you needed to say yes to your vacation time, right? You wish you had exactly. not, could go back and, and say those say those yeses. And yeah, I don't know how many vacation days I've left unused over the years, but um, I sure would like them now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no but, um, but I think that's a, a lot of what this is, too, is that discernment. And the same thing's true in your church, right? When you think about your church, you know, we say, well, you can't do every ministry. But which ones align with your mission and your values and what's important to your church? And the same is true in your life. Does it align? Does it align with the, the mission and values and your purpose for being for what God has you here for? Does it align with those things? And if it doesn't, maybe it's it's better um, to lay to lay that to the side. Yeah, you know. I tell a lot of people that I'm in the role that I'm in now to help them to accomplish and enjoy the calling that God has on their life. Um, not only do I want them to be successful, but I want them to enjoy it. And um, so you've got to think about, okay, God has made you to be a certain way. He's given you the skills and the abilities. And so the things that you're asked to do, will they drain you or will they fill you up? And, you know, I think if we do more of the things that fill us up and let other people do the things that fill them up that would actually drain us, then, you know, we would be more successful. Yeah, that's a great that's a great word. And that's that's good wisdom um, right there that we we need to trust other people, too. I mean, that's that's part of our role, too, is in, empowering, empowering mm -hmm. people. And that that can really be so life giving. Um, in your in your ministry. Trent, I think one of the other things I'd like to say to myself, go back and say to myself, is to say that I don't have to be the expert all the time. So to say, I don't know more often. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, because I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be the, the uh, expert. But you know what an expert is, don't you, Alan? What's an expert, Trent? An expert is, let's break the word up. An X is a has-been. A spurt is a drip under pressure. So an expert is a has-been drip under pressure. And so, we don't have to <laughs> so, yeah, we don't have to be the expert. This is why you turn into the Enduring Churches podcast, by the way, is for the Trent, for the Trent-isms that you can get along the way, which That's I love. Right. 
I, I love, I love that one. That's a good, that's a great one. <laughs> well, you know, Trent, that's probably, that's probably true for me. You know, I think it happens too. I, I think one of the things that many of us come out of seminary with is this like robust knowledge base that we didn't have when we started. And you think, man, I've got, man, I figured all this stuff out and I've got all this data and all, all this information. And so it feels like, well, they know I went to seminary, so I've got to have an answer for everything. Mm. And then we give people, you know, an answer and it might not be a very good one. It might not be a very accurate one. And it's probably not mm. been a researched one. And mm. I just wish I would go back and, and say, I don't know more often yeah that's a good word and and you know people are not going to look down on you and say oh he just doesn't have a clue or he's stupid or whatever i don't think we worry that people will look down on us if we say that but i don't think people do i think they appreciate the honesty and so i think that's a great word alan and so you have on the list another thing you'd like to say is i'm sorry more quickly that's a great word i like that <laughs> well, I don't know about you, Trent. You, Trent, you're so much nicer than me. That's the that's the that's the thing here. You know, um, you know, my my problem is is that I would wait until I got so mad and then I'd blow up and I knew I'd have to say I'm sorry when I could have just saved myself a world of hurt and apologized a lot sooner. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. really, it's, it's just yeah. one of those things. I, I'm I can be stubborn. You know, my spiritual gift was, was that I was more stubborn than stubborn people. My <laughs> spiritual, my spiritual um, inability is I'm too stubborn. So, you know, there's a, there's a blessing and curse. I think sometimes to, to mm. being stubborn, you, I think there's, there are times you need to be stubborn. Yeah. You know, I mean, pers persevere and, and have endurance right. and you need to have kind of that, that tenacity in ministry. But I think sometimes we mistake that um, the idea that saying you're sorry for something is, mm -hmm. is weakness. But, you know, I will never forget um, when I was at First Baptist uh, Church of Plainview in college, the pastor coming, preaching a message and standing in front of the church at the end of that, and in essence saying, this message today has spoken in preparation for this has really touched my heart. And I'm sorry, I have not been compl the complete pastor I've needed to be. Mm. And I got to tell you, uh, he, he went from a guy that I kind of liked to a guy that I had an undying respect for. Mm. Um, the ability to, to, look at a prominent church out through a prominent church and to say you're sorry wow that was that was a big deal to me yeah yeah especially and nobody was expecting him to say that but he recognized on his own the need for that that's good i have to tell you a story that um <laughs> when i I embarrassed my son and, uh, he, you know, playing basketball and I was yelling at the ref. And uh, of course, it was, the ref was a high school kid, you know, and and um, I was just chewing him up one side and down the other. Certainly wasn't showing much Jesus love. And so um, 
man, I got convicted. The Holy Spirit just kind of jumped all over me after I had my foot in my mouth. So I had to go up to that ref after the game, after the basketball game, and just, you know, say I'm sorry. I apologize to him for for being such a jerk while he was trying his best to be a ref at a ball game. And so um, I also had to apologize to my son, too, for, uh, you know, just embarrassing him during the game, too. So it, it, we need to be able to do that. Yeah, and the quicker the better. D- don't mm-hmm. let it hang over your head. Don't let it linger. Get those apologies out and make 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 it happen. Absolutely. So and the last thing you have on your list, I think this is good too, is to, and we've talked about this some on our podcast episodes, is to engage with more pastors. Um, so tell me what what you're thinking when you when you say that. Well, you know, I think Trent, uh, you know, you and I both have had the experience of being in some churches that were regionally isolated from from other places and small mm-hmm. and I, th- I think there were times in my life where all of a sudden i found myself isolated and and wasn't reaching out and reaching around to get to know and talk with other pastors and hear their stories and and engage with them and you know now that i'm in a role where that is kind of what i i am supposed to do and what I'm called to do, I can see some of the pastors who, who tend to make the same mistake that you get so caught up in ministering to your church that you don't have those conversations. Um, you don't have those iron to iron conversations that make you stronger. And it's heartbreaking because I can't stop someone from making the same mistake, but I can certainly talk about it and right. uh, wish Wish I had not had those times where I made that mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, not only do we need that iron sharpens iron uh, time in our life, but but we also just need to laugh. And uh, who better to laugh with than people that totally understand what you're dealing with on a weekly basis, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah. We started talking baptism stories yesterday. You know, if you <laughs> don't have a, I mean, there, there are some great baptism stories you know, out there, mm-hmm. you know, I, m- I remember when I baptized the 300 plus pounder on our high school football team. And, uh, I remember how scared I was that day. And, uh, there, I, I, I was wet head to toe when he sloshed in the water and it, it, it bubbled over everything, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, but you, you know, other people just, it's just fun because other people have not been in that situation. Don't get it, but you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And being able to visit with fellow ministry leaders, uh, it's, it's fun. Yeah. We could share all kinds of stories on here, but uh, maybe someday we'll do that. But those are good, good things. And so you need that, you need that encouragement when you're down and there's been some, some guys that, came alongside me when I was really frustrated, frazzled, depressed, uh, and kicked me in the rear. But you also need to laugh at those guys and, and be there for others that, that maybe need to be lifted up too. Yeah, that's a, that's just something that, again, I think it wasn't always lacking, but there were times it was lacking. And I wish I had just done more to engage with, with, with other pastors and, and get involved in their lives. And I know it's hard because we all have such 
limited time ministry ministry is busy and it is hard to be intentional and to carve out time for everything that you need to do but it is important to make some dedicated time to make sure that you don't neglect that possibility you're absolutely right so today we've been talking about that song uh, by mercy me it's called dear younger me and so we'll hopefully you'll go find that on youtube and listen to it just to be reminded uh, but Alan's come up with a great list of things to say to himself and we could all identify with. And, uh, you know, we want to say thank you for taking time to listen to our our ramblings, our podcast here. And, and uh, hopefully they cause you to think and, and maybe to be encouraged. And so uh, we, we truly appreciate that you've taken that time out of your day to listen. And uh, we hope that you'll... Uh, connect with us. Uh, maybe you have a suggestion of another episode topic, or maybe you have a question that you would like to ask, and maybe we could uh, be there and encourage you as well. But thank you for taking time to listen today, and please stop in and listen next week.